This is Turning Left, a NASCAR podcast. Tune in each week for race recaps, race previews, winner predictions, gambling odds, and driver fantasy scores. Buckle up, hold your line, and keep turning left. is Thursday, which means it is time for the Turning Left Race Preview and Prediction episode. I'm here again along with my co-host, Calman. Calman, how you doing? I'm actually doing really well. You know, it's crazy to think that it was Monday that we were recording, and now we're sitting here on Friday Eve, getting ready to head into the weekend almost. So I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm I'm feeling a lot better than I did a few days ago. Yeah, because I think you said you wanted to like jump off a bridge or that you were like nearly dead. Or maybe that was last week. I don't know. That, that might have been last <laughs> yeah, week. But good it, turnaround. Yeah, I think it could probably still apply to, to how I felt on Monday, I'm sure. Yeah, well, that's good. That's always the uh, the fun part about the Thursday prediction show is it's, uh, again, this will get posted on Friday. And then we got the weekend, so we only got one day until race time. Well, really, if you're, you know, you watch the Xfinity and Truck Series, you have that tomorrow, which is cool. So, Calman, you got any news for us this week? So, I guess it's not necessarily news, but um, basically the whole conversation about the uh, the door numbers for the cars kind of uh, resurfaced again this week. And obviously, for the last couple of years, probably there's been a lot of discussion about how NASCAR is considering changing the position of the door number. Um, which would, you know, obviously be a little bit weird just because it's always been, you know, right in the center where I think personally it looks the best. But um, yeah, they're having that discussion. And really the the main reason is to just have a little bit more space for some sponsors. They're hoping that that will kind of bring in some new sponsors. Do I agree with that? I'm not really sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of just a really big heated discussion. People are getting really mad on Twitter. So <laughs> it's just one of those things. Um, but what do you think about that, Dakota? I mean, do, do you think that is a good idea to, for them to move the door numbers if it means uh, potentially getting more sponsors? Well, when they first, when when that first came up, whenever that was a few years ago, I remember being really against it. I just, I, I feel like the early images they showed, like I, I, I was not for it. Like the the number to me is such an iconic part with the driver um, and tie it back. You know, you think of like. Jeff Gordon with the 24, he'll always be the 24, you know, Dale Earnhardt with the three, you know, Richard Petty with the 43, like the number holds just as much of their legacy as like the name does. But at the same time, understandably where NASCAR is today, you know, it doesn't quite have the same following. It's not quite as like, you know, what, I mean, in the early 2000s, NASCAR was white hot and it's, it's definitely dipped a little bit. It, it hopefully with, you know, the cast that we have now and some of these guys that are coming up, we can kind of get back to that point. So I do understand that, you know, they may have to make some changes like that to, to uh, you know, get sponsors in and, and get them interested, which yeah. if that's what it takes, so be it. I will say, though, it doesn't really bother me as much. Like when they ran that last year, what was it at the All-Star Race? Yeah, um, yeah, Bristol and All-Star Race, yeah. It, it didn't look bad at, at all. Like really, it, it was still pretty prominent. Um, It wasn't totally super tiny. Like it was kind of on the, I didn't think it looked as bad as I remembered it. So like, I'm okay with it at this point. We, you know, we talked about this, I think on like one of our first episodes, how, you know, with NASCAR, there's always that people are very hesitant for change. It feels like in this sport. Yeah. And 
this is one where, you know, I think it is what it is at this point. If that's what they need to do, then so be it. They're going to do it anyway, so <laughs> what does it matter what I say? Oh, yeah, yeah. See, my thing is that if they do this, they need to make the numbers very visible and preferably not tiny on like the, the you know, back quarter panel. I think that would look really crappy. Um, so, you know, if you wanted to shift it a little bit, um, I was I was listening to somebody. They said as long as like the number's not warped, and I completely agree with that. You don't want to put that, you know, too close to the rear, uh, you know, wheel well where the number's getting like warped because there's so many different sponsors now. You know, it's not like where Jeff Gordon used to primarily race DuPont or, you know, Jimmy Johnson had the Lowe's car, you know, week in and week out. I mean, these drivers are constantly, you know, shifting sponsors, you know, from week to week. So you recognize the driver by the big number on the door. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully if they do move it, if if it, if it was like the all-star race, honestly, I wouldn't mind it. Um, but if they're going to do that, I think they should put underglow under all the cars every week. Underglow <laughs> no, every true. single week. <laughs> just put it on Man. the windshield. Go full Ricky Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Just make it like see-through or something. I don't know. And the, the sponsor can have the whole side of the car. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Yeah, there you go. Who knows? Maybe they could they could make it so um, the underglow actually projects the number behind the cars. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like that would be a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Just CGI all the cars as they're driving by with their numbers on the side. The underglow was kind of cool, though. I don't know if it's something I would want every single race, but it it was pretty neat under the lights. <laughs> yeah, but do you, do you remember the uh, like the advertisement for that though? Like they made it seem like the whole car was going to be glowing, and it was just like the rear. It was a little tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. When when we, when they first went out on that track, and I saw that, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" It was a letdown for sure. It still looked cool. Like I'm still happy about it. I would like to. I, are they? Is that returning this year? I haven't even looked. Like I haven't seen anything. Saying yeah, that. I don't know. I know that they're actually. I think they're releasing um, diecasts that actually have uh, battery packs in them, and it has those two uh, the two lights on the bottom of the rear, so it actually will look like how uh, how those cars were. So I mean, I'm assuming that you know they'll probably continue doing that. I mean. You know, I, th- I thought it was, I still thought it was cool. I just wish they'd take it all the way and, and do it all the way around the car. Cause that would have been pretty sweet. And that's what I think everybody thought at that point. Uh, I remember being in the Reddit thread last year when they were running it and people were like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird, but it's, it's cool though. Like that's the thing though. It's like, you know, NASCAR needs to keep trying these new things. And I thought that was neat. I mean, once again, it didn't really go as I th- thought it was going to go. But I mean, hey, at least they're trying something new and at least it kind of looks somewhat cool. Just kind of take a little bit further next time. Yeah, we'll have to see if they bring that back and if they do, you know, take those criticisms and, and make it a little bit better. Things like that, I think that change it up a bit. I'm always happy to see. So um, I like when they take chances like that. It was just bizarre execution. <laughs> yeah, they should, I don't know, they should put the underglow in at Bristol Dirt. <laughs> just <laughs> stops working after the first lap. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this week, we're at Atlanta Motor Speedway, the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. That's Sunday, March 21st. This track here is 325 laps for 500 miles. Stage one is 105 laps. Stage two is 105 laps. Stage three is 115 laps. The starting grid was released this week, and I guess I'll go top 10. That's usually... Usually where we go here. So Denny Hamlin is on the pole. Number two, last week's winner, Martin Truex Jr. Number three, Joey Logano. 
four, Brad Kozlowski, five, Chase Elliott, six, Kyle Larson, seven, Kevin Harvick, eight, Christopher Bell, William Byron comes in at number nine, and number 10 is Ryan Blaney. So that's our top 10 here. What's the over under that uh, Denny Hamlin's going to throw a massive block on Martin Truex Jr. on the oh, first I, turn of this? I'll, I will smack the over <laughs> on that 100%. Because, <laughs> well, I, you know, we're going to talk about it, but like Denny Hamlin, so this isn't his best track. I would slam the over for that. You know, this is not Denny Hamlin's uh, best track, at least recently, but he's he's been running with the leaders pretty much every single race, still looking for that first win. So, uh, you know, we'll see if he can get it, and, and we'll talk a little bit about that. I guess we can kind of get into the predictions here, you know, looking at the favorites and opening odds, usual suspects. We have Brad Kozlowski up there, Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick. Brad Kozlowski, you know, has a, a really good winning rate here. In 12 total appearances, he's won two times, which is 16, uh, a little over 16.5%. He's also got one of the best top five finishing rates at 33.3%. He's got the second best top 10 finishing rate at 66%. And you know he does have the fourth best average finishing position, which is actually, you know, considering some of the other tracks we've seen, uh, these finishing positions, the fourth best is 14th. So... Um, oh, wow. He's also only led 135 laps at this track, which is uh, a lot lower than you know you might expect for somebody who's you know won a lot here. Chase Elliott, he doesn't quite have the same track history here, but Chase Elliott's been hot every single week. Uh, he's going to be looking you know one of two Hendrick drivers that has not had a win yet, along with Alex Bowman. In five appearances here, though, he's posted the best field average position at number ten, and he's got the best top ten finishing rate, eighty percent. So. Uh, recently, he's been almost a lock to be in the top 10. Kevin Harvick has just absolutely dominated. He's the current favorite. He's plus 550 right now on FanDuel Sportsbook. So a $100 bet would pay you $550. Um, he is coming off you know, what I would think is a disappointing performance last week. I, I believe he got, it was better than the week previously. The week previously, he was like 20th or 21st, which um, was just absolutely awful. So I think he finished sixth last week which was a little bit of a bounce back. But this this could be a track that he gets his win at. He started a little bit slow last year, too, if you recall, and then went on to win nine races. Just dominated through the summer when, when NASCAR came back. Mm-hmm. But he's tied for the most wins here by active drivers. He's won two of the last three Atlanta races. Again, he won here last year. He's got a six-race top 10 streak, which is tied for the longest and he's led 49% of the laps raced at Atlanta over the last seven races. He's finished top six in every stage at Atlanta. So easily the favorite here. And I'll give you some numbers as well. You know, the last five starts at Atlanta, he's led 916 laps, which is number one. The average stage finish is 2.75, which is number one. Stage top tens, eight, which is number one. And top fives, four, which is number one. So he has been just absolutely dominant here. We'll see if he can get it. I, I mean, I don't know. You know, he would be our sixth straight different winner. We have not had a repeat yet. We've had some odd guys up here, you know, on that list. You know he's going to get a win. He's going to win this year. Will it be this race? I'm not sure. Some other drivers to note, and we'll look at their odds. After Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson is actually the second favorite to win at plus 600. Martin Truex Jr., again, coming off that win last week, plus 600. Chase Elliott, plus 700. And Denny Hamlin, plus 700. Brad Kozlowski, also plus 700. So, you know, between those one, two, three, four, five, six drivers, 
it's pretty close. It's Kevin Harvick, while he has been dominant here, and you know the sports books right now have him as a favorite. It's not like he's you know, uh, I guess a major favorite, uh, just if you're looking, um, you know, just straight at, you know, what the odds are. You actually had a little bit of a comeback last week in fantasy Calvin. So, I you know, did. we give our top fives and I was talking a little, uh, a little smack on you here. I think I had like a 40 point lead and now you're up by four points. <laughs> My race winner. I felt really good about, uh, you know, I thought I nailed that Blaney pick and he still got 10th. Uh, he won stage number one. I, I really thought he was going to be able to win that race. Like I was feeling good after stage one and he just really backed off, <laughs> which is kind of, kind of killed me there. Some of the other drivers I had, I had Kevin Harvick, who again was okay. I had Kyle Larson in there who was okay. Uh, I think I had Joe Logano in there as well, who, you know, he could not hold off Martin Truex. Unfortunately, he finished second. So, but uh, yeah, you, I mean, you nailed your picks last week. Yeah, yeah. I had Byron who did uh, really well again. I had Larson who did really well. Uh, Kozlowski did pretty good as well. Uh, Joey Logano and Chase Elliott. So yeah, I felt pretty good about him going in there. You know, I know some of our picks, I think, kind of like, you know, crossed over. Um, But um, yeah, it's, you know, I felt pretty good about it. And when I checked the scores after the race, I'm like, holy crap, like I kind of picked up a lot of ground there and actually, you know, ended up passing you there. So Obviously a long season, but you know, it's getting, it's getting interesting. So I'll look to be getting this back here. I got another pick who may surprise some people. We'll see. I guess we'll get into (laughs) our race predictions. All right. I'll go first. All right. So I'm going to give you four drivers here and then I'll give you my fifth who I'm picking this week to win this race. Coming in at number four, I got my man, Joey Logano. Joey Logano has been so close to getting a win in what feels like every single race this year. He just could not. Martin Truex Jr. had a huge run on that restart, and he could not hold him off. That Daytona 500 getting wrecked by his teammate, Brad Kozlowski. He's running with the leaders. He's you know the front of almost what feels like every stage. I think that he is somebody that, that can go ahead and, and win here. You know, he wasn't really highlighted in any of the pre-race uh, statistics. I am not letting Joey Logano's average finish here. You know, it, it's outside the top 10. He has one pole here. He's got five top 10s. This is within the last uh, 10 races per racingreference.com. And he's got two top five finishes, no wins. He's only led 195 laps here um, over that that span. So, while he hasn't been extremely impressive, I do trust Joey Logano to put up another good performance and be there at the end. My next driver, I know you'll like this, William Byron. William Byron has the most points on mile-and-a-half tracks to open the season, and he's got three straight top-10 finishes with an average of 44 points in that stretch. His best finish here is only 17th, but I just feel like this is a different year for him, and you've mentioned this multiple times. He's been really hot. Hendrick as a whole has been very hot. Yeah, He flew up from the back of the track last week after having to get pulled to the back due to, I think it was um, unsanctioned changes pre-race. So I'm putting William Byron in there. He is not a favorite at all. If you look at his odds to win, he is plus 1,600. So he's about middle of the pack. I think he could be a good sleeper if you know, you're know you feeling a little bit risky. He's not my race winner, but I definitely think that he could win. You know, If I had to make a sleeper pick, it would be William Byron. After him, I have Brad Kozlowski. Brad Kozlowski has been very good this year. He's won two of the last four Atlanta races. He's he has six straight top ten finishes here, which is tied for the current uh, the longest current streak. 
And his top five finishes here in three of five races in 2021. So he's been good this year. Again, he's somebody who I think will be up at the front of the track. He's not going to be able to dogleg like he did last week uh, on lap number one. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to matter. <laughs> he could still try. <laughs> he might try. We'll see. My next driver, number four. I Well, I guess really this would be number two. I'm kind of going in backwards order here. <laughs> My second driver uh, that I have ranked this week, Kevin Harvick, for everything that we, you know, we said pre-race statistics, he's been dominant here. While this season hasn't been the best for him, the um, start-wise, I would say he hasn't been bad. I mean, he's up there in point standings, but I'm sure the finishes that he has haven't been what he's expected, uh, or he hasn't been satisfied with, rather. So, this is a race that he could easily get his first win of the season and really jumpstart his road to the playoffs. My race winner, who is plus 2,500 on FanDuel Sportsbook. I mentioned that Kevin Harvick's three wins at Atlanta are tied for the most by active drivers. Do you know who he's tied with? Hmm. I'm going to say Kyle Busch. Close. You're so close. He's related to Kyle Busch. Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch is tied here with Kevin Harvick. Three wins here. He's finished top 10 in nine of the last 11 races. He's led in five of the last six Atlanta, ra- Atlanta races. And his last two cup wins came on mile and a half tracks. I know that this is a sleeper pick. Um, I, I'm just There's something pushing me to him this week. I think at plus 2,500, he's a really good value. I know it's a long shot. I've been on some of these long shots this year, and they have not paid off. Kyle Bush especially is not paid off. So hopefully Kurt can redeem my uh my Bush fantasy picks. But he's my guy. He he knows this track. He's experienced here. We mentioned previously that he seems to be racing very aggressive this year. He's had some really nice performances. And this may be his last year. He's talked retirement. There's that rumor out there. I'm thinking Kurt Bush is our sixth different winner and he gets his first win this week. Man, that's that is pretty shocking, but you know it does make sense. I, f- I feel like you are, are higher on Kurt Busch than most people that that I listen to, and most people like you know I've ever I've read stuff about uh, NASCAR. I feel like you're probably one of the more higher people on Kurt Busch, but it does make sense because he is having a, a really good year so far, and you're right, he's he's done really good at these tracks typically, and I didn't know that that he uh, was tied for first among active drivers here, but. Yeah, that's that's a really good pick. I'm pretty shocked about that. Yeah, and you know Kyle Busch, who you mentioned, you were, I mean, again, really close. So he he also is is pretty good here. I was off. I was on the Kyle Busch train, and then I was off it, and then I was on it again, and now I'm off it again. <laughs> so after last week, there, like you, I mean, you nailed it that there's just something off with him this year, and it, it is almost exactly like last year for him. So he did not make my top five, but yeah, you know, it it might be an odd pick, but. If he if he wins, I'll look like a genius. If not, I'll be a fool for another week. So, yeah, and you know there and there is that whole limit with these drivers. You can only use these drivers ten times throughout the season. For me, right now, I figure with Kyle Busch, I think he may come along later on in the season. So I'm going to kind of store him away until you know the end of the year, where I think you know we're really going to be able to reap the benefits of of having him around. Um, Because I just feel like him and his crew chief just might need some time to kind of mesh a little bit. So uh, that's that's kind of where where my head is with uh, Kyle Busch. However, here are my drivers Uh, for starters. William Byron, 
Uh, this is, I think, his third week in a row he's going to be on my starting roster. Um, I think William Byron is really clicking this year. I think that he has taken that next step. I feel like last year he was kind of, you know, floating around outside the top 10 consistently. Um, just, you know, didn't have a ton of top 10 finishes. There were some moments at the end of the season where they were starting to gain a little bit of consistency. But um, this year, I, he's he's just a completely different driver this year. I think it, he just is is getting this way more than he has in the past. And I think it's just coming with experience. Um, so I'm, I'm extremely impressed with William Byron. I think he has a good shot to win. He is not my race winner, however. So we'll keep going down the list. Uh, number two, I put Christopher Bell. He's impressed me a lot this year, too. Clearly having the Joe Gibbs equipment. Um, he's definitely using it to his advantage, obviously already having a win at the Daytona road course. I think he's going to have another strong showing here at Atlanta. Um, I just have a lot of confidence in him. Uh, number three, Denny Hamlin. Once again, I think Denny Hamlin is good everywhere. I think that this is going to be another track where he's up towards the front the entire race. And, um, you know, he's starting from the pole. So I think that kind of gives him an advantage too, uh, especially with, uh, you know, pit position. Uh, I think that's going to play a major role in, you know, on this track, especially with, you know, different fuel strategies and tire strategies. I think that having that number one pit stop is going to be really beneficial to him, um, especially because Atlanta is very slick. So I expect them to have, uh, you know, some some cautions this week of just, you know, people just getting too loose and, and plowing up into the wall or whatever. So I think that there's going to be a lot of cautions. Pit placement, I think, is going to come into play. And then I have Joey Logano, who, you know, probably is due for a win this season you know he's just another driver that is he's always contending for a win I feel like you can never really count out Joey Logano um, one thing that is kind of concerning about the Penske drivers um, at least you know so far this year is that it seems like their cars kind of fade away when the race kind of goes on not really sure why that is I'm not sure if maybe they're just not making the right adjustments I mean Joey Logano just seemed like he had a really good short run car um, at least that was up until that uh, that last restart when Truex kind of pulled away there. But, um, you know, hopefully for uh, I guess for their sake, they kind of regain some of that late race speed and he'll be a factor at the end. Uh, then for my last driver, I have Chase Elliott, who he's I mean, he might be due for a win, too. Um, you know, he's just another driver that's good everywhere. One of the NASCAR elites. You know, I think that he's always a, a factor. If every you know week in and week out he's one of those drivers that's just always you know in contention to win uh, my garage driver is martin trex jr so in case something bad happens to one of these guys early on all right so my race winner is going to be denny hamlin i denny. think he yeah denny so i think denny hamlin is due for a win and i think he's going to become our sixth different winner this weekend and he's going to bring it home in atlanta I like it. I like it. You know, in like football and basketball, it's always like cliche to say, oh, he's due for something. I don't know that it's really cliche to say NASCAR because these top guys are going to get their wins at some point. When you have a track record like some of these guys do at some of these tracks, it, you know, it could be any one of these. I feel like, like I said, it's the usual suspects like the Denny Hamlins, the Loganos, Chase Elliott's, Kislowski. They're always up there. So it, it really any either week, it could be any of those. So interesting pick. Okay. So we got uh, Kurt Busch and Denny Hamlin are our picks this week. Yeah, yeah, very, uh, very interesting. This is my first time, I think, in the last uh, few weeks that I haven't picked a Hendrick driver. Um, so going to be testing the waters with uh, 
with Joe Gibbs racing this week. I was curious how many times in a row you could pick William Byron. It was bound yeah, right? to hit again at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he will win again. Uh, like I said, I mean, it's possible he could win at this race, but you know, I think that this will, you know, this is going to be our, you know, sixth, fifth, uh, sixth, first time, not first time winner, sixth different winner this year. Um, and I think that stretch will go until uh, next week. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil my pick. I probably already did, did that earlier on in the previous episodes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think we'll see a repeat winner next weekend. But we're going to keep flying high uh, this weekend. So Bristol Motor Dirt after this week. Yep. It's exciting. It's coming. It's getting closer and closer. Dude, but, I'm uh, pretty pumped for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think everybody is. It's The closer it gets, is just the more anxious I'm getting. I, I, I can't wait to, to watch it. I really can't. And uh, that's going to be Sunday, March 28th. But with that, that's our picks. You know, so again, we'll be down at Atlanta. Race time is three o'clock Eastern. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next week on the recap show. 